Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm Nolan Bicknell. River City 360 is a new show right here on CJNU every Sunday morning at 8.30. A project of the Winnipeg Foundation, we provide views and news from around Winnipeg, sharing stories that matter to our community is our promise to you, our listeners. We're able to bring you this weekly show thanks to our partners at Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Thank you very much for listening. On today's show, I got to walk along Winnipeg's beautiful Red River while chatting with Matt Carreau. He told me all about the upcoming Jane's Walk right here in Winnipeg. Then we hear a heartwarming story about how one woman's late husband is leaving his legacy. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons will stop by for his weekly chat as well. All this, great music, and more right here on River City 360. You might have heard people talking about Jane's Walk lately. Uh, it's kind of a cool concept. Basically, Jane's Walks are free, locally organized walking tours where people get together for uh, to explore, to talk about, and to celebrate their neighborhoods. Um, more traditional tours are, are a bit like walking lectures, but a Jane's Walk is more like a walking conversation. Leaders share their knowledge and also encourage discussion and participation among the walkers. Uh, this year, it's happening the weekend of May 2nd and 3rd. I got to take a walk with Matt Carroll, a city organizer for the Winnipeg Jane's Walks, and we had a great discussion about Jane's Walk, uh, its origin, and a couple examples of the types of walks that will be available. What is Jane's Walk, and how did you get involved with Jane's Walk? Jane's Walk is an annual event. It's a festival of neighborhood walking tours. Um, and uh, it happens the first weekend in May every year. So this year it's May 2nd and 3rd. And I got involved in Jane's Walk, I think six or seven years ago uh, in Ottawa. And when I moved to Winnipeg in 2010, I got involved here as well. And uh, it's around May because that's Jane's birthday, I was reading. Yeah. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about Jane and, and her importance to the sort of city planning world? Sure. Uh, so Jane Jacobs is sort of considered to be the, I guess, the mother of um, contemporary or just, um, yeah, contemporary urban planning theory and ideas. Uh, she published an influential book in the 60s called The Death and Life of Great American Cities. And so a lot of the ideas that we have about um, what makes uh, um, healthy, vibrant cities, um, mixed-use neighborhoods, um, cities planned for people, um, um, you know, heritage preservation, all of those sorts of ideas that we take for granted now, she really championed them and introduced them in the 60s. And at the time, they were, they were quite radical. So for Winnipeg, how long has it been in Winnipeg exactly, Jane's Walk? Uh, Jane's Walk started here in Winnipeg in 2007, um, which was just a year after it had actually started in Toronto. What do people who run walks hope to accomplish and what can people who go on walks hope to learn? Well, I think the overall goal of Jane's Walk is to get people um, thinking about uh, their cities and their neighborhoods, um, getting outside, opening their eyes, meeting their neighbors. The walks themselves are so diverse, so, mm -hmm. so it really depends. You know, some walks will have a focus on local history, other walks will be about community issues, um, other walks will be about uh, uh, ecology and environmental kind of issues. Mm -hmm. So so that's from the perspective of, of the walk leader. 
Um, and for people who are, who are going out on Jane's walks, it's, um, yeah, to again, to uh, very similar goals, actually, you know, to meet their neighbors, to celebrate their city. Urban exploration is a big um, part of it. Just so, just, you know, getting to discover a new part of the city that you maybe never go to. Um, but Jane's Walk is a really great weekend to do that. And what are some of the walks this year that have been announced already? Well, uh, every year it's exciting because um, we always have walks that come back, so they're the same walks each year. Um, but every year we try to make an effort to have walks happen in new parts of the city and exploring sort of new themes. So, um, so this year we have one really interesting walk. It's called Plain Jane, a walk to the airport. And this is by David Furman and Gail Perry. Um, and, uh, you know, these people are walking lovers. They walk everywhere. I think Gail has done the Camino Trail. Um, and they actually uh, are going to show just how easy it is to walk to the airport. Um, it seems far, but it's really, uh, as they're saying, it's not as far as you'd think. Starting downtown? Starting downtown. Um, and actually along the way, apparently you, pa you pass through some really interesting, um, you know, grasslands along the, uh, I guess, Omens Creek. I believe it's Omens Creek, one of those creeks. Um, so some interesting, uh, yeah, some interesting urban terrain you, uh, you encounter there. Mm -hmm. Um, another walk by Zach Flesher is going to look at the history of Jewish settlement um, and immigration, um, you know, uh, in Winnipeg's early history in and around the Exchange and the Main Street and sort of uh, Point Douglas areas. And then this year we're also going to have a walk looking at um, the history of LGBTQ um, uh, people in the city, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered communities. And um, so that will be led by uh, Chad Smith and Mike Tuttle of the Rainbow Resource Center. Um, so, so this is an example of how uh, Jane's Walks are uh, not just about um, sort of architecture or your sort of typical urban walking tour, but they really look at the um, the history of of cultures and of of um, of, of society, and uh, um, and they're quite diverse. Thank you to Matt Caro for taking time to walk and talk with us about Jane's Walk. Uh, if you want to know any more information about Jane's Walk or to maybe see where the walks are taking place on May 2nd and 3rd, you can go to janeswalk.org or uh, just Google Jane's Walk Winnipeg. On the same note, uh, if you're interested in how foot-friendly our city is, April 30th at 5.30pm, there will be a lively and engaging panel discussion titled, What's Your Walkability? at the Winnipeg Free Press News Cafe in the Exchange District. Uh, so there are, there's going to be a panel of experts discussing Winnipeg's public spaces, architecture, and walkability. So the What's Your Walkability panel discussion, Thursday, April 30th at 5.30 p.m. at the Free Press News Cafe. So come down and engage in some great conversation about Winnipeg's walkability. Coming up after the break, we'll sit down with Emily Turnett, and she'll tell us how, uh, how the legacy of her late husband, Nick Turnett, continues to make a meaningful difference today. You're listening to River City 360. I walk the line. I find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when each day is through Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you Because you're mine, I walk the line mm -hmm. 
As sure as night is dark and day is light I keep you on my mind both day and night And happiness I've known proves that it's right Because you're mine, I walk the line You've got a way to keep me on your side You give me calls for love that I can't hide For you I know I'd even try to turn the tide Because you're mine, I walk the line I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line Because you're mine, I walk the line We all want to leave something behind when we're gone, whether it's a strong family, an esteemed career, or a personal legacy. Emily Turnett's late husband, Nick Turnett, will have his legacy celebrated forever because he has been honored with the, the Turnett Memorial Foundation, which is an endowment fund set up at the Winnipeg Foundation. Uh, we sat down with Emily Turnett, widow of Nick Turnett, and she spoke about Nick's legacy. So, Emily, the F Winnipeg Free Press once called Nick, quote, the city's best-known left-leaning activist. Uh, he was an activist for women's rights and environmental issues back before it was, like, trendy to do so, uh, back in the 80s. He ran for mayor multiple times, and he's, he's really had quite the career. So my question to you is, uh, after he recently passed away, why did you decide to honor Nick in the form of... Uh, in the form of an endowment fund with the Winnipeg Foundation. And it was his idea to, to develop a foundation in his name. He began by uh, approaching the Winnipeg Foundation, thinking that um, they were a good place to start and, and um, that if he developed a foundation based on the work that he's done, he'd done through his, throughout his adult life, um, uh, that the money that accrued in, in the foundation uh, would go would move his work forward into the future and and would continue. It must have been difficult for you to to continue what Nick started after he was gone. I mean, it was hard for me um, because we lost Nick, and but you know uh, there was never anybody sort of harping on me to to finish it or do something with it. I, I you know they did it in in a good way, like it was. You know, when, when you have a moment and you want to talk, then we'll talk about it. And, and so it was, it was very good. And I, I did want to, you know, that was what Nick's wishes were. And I understood that. And, and it looked like a very good thing to do, you know, uh, a good way to keep his name uh, alive and, and um, his work alive, hopefully, in the future. Uh, Nick Turnett was always considered sort of an outsider in his political career. Um, how, how does it make you feel knowing Nick and his work will be remembered for years to come? I'm proud. Uh, I'm I'm proud that that it's there and that it keeps his 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 work uh, that he's done so for so many years alive. And um, the fact that he was quote unquote the outsider for so many years that that he didn't ever belong to a political party that he didn't ever sort of 
belong to any mainstream anything that and and yet he he worked so hard to to make a difference and to um, educate people uh, with ideas and um, um, solutions that were possible to make a difference in society. His ideas and solutions will now live on through the through the funds that you've set up, uh, supporting various activist causes that are aligned with Nick's beliefs. Do you think Nick would appreciate that, uh, knowing his legacy is being honored? For all the things that, that people said negative things about him and his loud voice and his what the heck is he up to, he just wanted to be heard and he had a unique way of doing that, but you know, that was just his way. He he really just had something to say, and he had he really wanted people to hear him. He was a very good person. Um, underneath that bravado, so he was quite the character. He's he's just lapping this up. I'm sure. Yeah, all the Nick stuff is that's been going on since he passed away. Is he's like, wow, why didn't this happen while I was down there? Like, what the heck? He's 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 be very pleased with this. Absolutely. Uh, so, Emily, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about Nick and about the the Turnet Memorial Foundation? He he would just be very very pleased that that people want wanted to carry on his name or want to carry on his name and and his work. That's and I want that too. I mean, there's there's nobody else other than like Nick Turnet really. But hopefully, there'll be like young people that will want to do the same sorts of things that he was working on for his whole life. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, Emily. If any of our listeners would like more information about Nick Turnett's fund or about starting your own fund, uh, visit wpgfdn.org or call the Winnipeg Foundation at 204-944-9474. Last week, we introduced a new feature on RC360 telling the stories of Winnipeggers who, through foresight, planning, and generosity, created a lasting legacy and helped to make our community a better place. Here's the second installment, read by Robert Zirk, which features Margaret Graham, right here on River City 360. As a librarian and philanthropist, Margaret Graham helped others learn, discover, and thrive. She graduated from Wesley College, now known as the University of Winnipeg, with an arts degree in 1931, and went on to study library science in Toronto. She returned to Winnipeg and worked for almost 40 years as a librarian at the University of Winnipeg. She showed remarkable commitment to books and learning. During the Great Depression, Graham forfeited a year's salary so that the library could buy more books. She and her mother also made gifts in their estates that established the Edith May and Margaret Graham Children's Picture Book Collection at the University. Through her will, Margaret Graham also established a Field of Interest Fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. Since 1993, the E. Margaret Graham Fund has supported programs for Winnipeg seniors. Last year, it made a grant so that seniors could attend weekly lunch programs. The year before, it helped newcomer seniors learn English. Because this fund is permanently endowed at the Winnipeg Foundation, it will support our community for good forever. Over time, the grants it generates can far surpass the value of the original gift. When you give to the Winnipeg Foundation, you join Margaret Graham and the thousands more who've had the foresight to give for good forever. That was the second in a series of features on Winnipeggers who created a lasting legacy. Coming up next, a song about summer. 
why not? We're, we're almost there, right? Uh, I hope you enjoy the Dan Lears with their song One Summer Night right here on River City listening to River City 360 and it is now everyone's favorite segment of the program that time of the morning where we invite Noah Ehrenberg into the studio to chat briefly about what what's happening on CNC or Community News Commons. Uh, CNC is the Citizen Journalism Initiative sponsored by the Winnipeg Foundation and Noah is the convener of the project so welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so tell us some stories that citizen reporters are uh, reporting this week on CNC. Well I'll just remind the viewers that the, the Citizen Journalism website is cncwpg.org or just Google Community News Commons and if you do that you'll find some very interesting stories from citizen journalists. This week I really like the piece by Tiffany Fernando who is is a St. Mary's Academy student uh, and a participant in a Winnipeg Foundation program called Youth in Philanthropy. And, yep. Uh, Tiffany really does a nice job reporting on what it's like to be a student and to be part of a group that's given $5,000 that you have to decide where it should be dispersed to different nonprofits around Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. So Interesting. They visit these different uh, organizations and they decide who needs what. And, uh, and it's a really excellent article on uh, the value of the youth and philanthropy. Very program. cool. I've, he I've heard of students being given fake money to 
invest in a fake like uh, Wall Street right. sort of in investment fund. Right. But this but is this, this is, is the real money, yeah. real organizations, awesome. and real visits to these organizations. That's fantastic. Yeah, That's what kids should be doing. Terrific program uh, as well. Uh, I really like the piece by Brandy Dennis who wrote about Aya Keen Healing Center here in Winnipeg, which is um, an accredited healing center, which is basically was uh, started by uh, Mel and Shirley Chartrand. And uh, it's an indigenous uh, healing center. It's really uh, a place for uh, Aboriginal people to, um, to, to find some uh, therapy with regards to some problems that would be specific to the Aboriginal population. And so um, this story by Brandy Dennis uh, talks about a woman that, um, that used the center uh, to heal. And it's, a, it's quite an amazing story because it, uh, it really shows you the, uh, the, the strength and fortitude that one needs in order to, um, you know, in order to heal from some very painful experiences. So Ayakin Healing Center was featured in that uh, article by Brandy Dennis. Very cool. And uh, so on the front page of all the papers was this huge fire. And I understand that CNC uh, reported on that as well. Yeah, actually, you know, I mean, with the winds whipping up this week and we had a lot of fire in different places, uh, Doug Kretschmer, our man on the scene, uh, <laughs> citizen reporter, he happened to be the first on the scene at an apartment fire over on Westwood Drive. Oh, and wow. uh, he got some pretty interesting photos that are on our website. In fact, he got uh, the, I think he was the only uh, media to get a photo from inside the ninth floor suite. That oh, was wow. Fire. So that was uh, uh, good uh, Good stuff by Doug uh, and uh, way to be uh, as always first on scene. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just a terrific citizen reporter uh, other news that i liked uh, this week jenny gates she wrote about anzac day which is uh, a day down under australia and new zealand they celebrate it every year and here in winnipeg we have the down under club and uh, next saturday they will be um, celebrating anzac day uh, at the royal aviation museum and a special day because it will be the 100th anniversary of um, the um, troops from australia and new zealand who fought in world war one oh, cool. so that should be interesting and um roger curry uh, had a nice item on the jets um, the, our, our, our beloved winnipeg our jets beloved winnipeg jets are going to the stanley cup playoffs and he talked about the uh, last time that uh, winnipeg won the stanley cup when i didn't know that winnipeg won a stanley well, cup yes they did actually it was the winnipeg victorias back in 1902 oh there's a photo of them and roger also talks about that so only team. 113 years ago <laughs> yeah, not bad yeah, that's not too bad <laughs> cool and so we reported earlier in the program on c on rc360 about jane's walk and i understand that there was a story in cnc about it as well that's right it was a story by you nolan oh about well about the event and about uh, all the different walks coming up so uh it's a nice little uh, compendium of what you can expect with uh, Jane's Walk as well. A little promo uh, for the community discussion that we're having on how walkable our city is. Right. The uh, walkability Form. panel. Yes. Indeed. Cool. That's Very on, cool. Uh, April the 30th, Thursday. 5.30 at, and that's at the Free Press, Press News Cafe. That's correct. Uh, so how can people, how can our listeners get involved with CNC? Well, it's simple. You just go to Community News Commons um, or cncwpg.org. Uh, and you just register, create a profile, it takes two minutes, and you can begin doing your stories. They can be audio, video, um, you know, writing, photos, uh, you even contribute a photo of the day. Lots of different ways to do it. And there's also a question of the day, or a question of the month, rather, on I Wonder Winnipeg on the site, which asks people how walkable their neighborhood is. Ah, very cool. Mm -hmm. And so this week, I always like you to bring me some sort of music that I haven't heard before. What's What are we listening to? Well, we like local music here at River City 360. And I thought I would um, offer Richard Inman, okay. up-and-coming artist here in Winnipeg. He just had a CD release party on Thursday, just this past Thursday, and it was a terrific event. Um, his music can be found on uh, Richard Inman Music. 
www.bandcamp.com. Okay. And this tune is called Hillspring from the Lake Town Blue EP. Awesome. So Richard Inman with Hillspring from the Lake Town Blues EP, right here on River City 360. I could make it back to Hillspring, I swear I'd be just fine. I could tell you that I'm sorry that I never took the time. No, my arms, they are not broken, and my legs work just fine. If I make it back to Hillspring, where I'd make you proud this time I heard you call that Christmas I was hiding out in shame Spending all my money Trying to kill away the pain How to tell you that I lost All of the things I worked to gain And I can't make it back to Hillspring And it's driving me Working jobs out in the city, Indian became my name. Trying to save a little money so I could finally break away. Once I trapped you at the bottom, you've become what you ain't. You'll never make it back to Hillspring when they got you. I remember we went riding so high up on the range You could see them rolling hills that are sinking down to the plains Far beneath that old chief mountain, Grandpa's sitting in the shade and I can't make it back to Hillspring, and it's driving me insane no, I'll never be the thin man that you wanted me to be And I take a look around, the only one to blame is me But I let the words you said to me sink in when I was 13 And I swore if I'd come back again, I'd make you proud of me Well, they towed away my pickup but I hid this old guitar And they sent it to the auction house On the day I lost my job And I heard the news that Sonny died Just a week or two too late And I can't make it back to Hillspring Yeah, it's driving me insane No, I can't make it back to Hillspring Yeah, it's driving me insane Oh, I can't make it back to Hillspring. It's driving me insane. That's a wrap on another episode of River City 360. I'd like to thank all of our guests for coming on the show and all of you, our listeners, for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, if you'd like to hear any past episodes or interviews, please visit rivercity360.org and make sure to follow us on twi- Twitter at rivercity360 and remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.
River City 360 is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, and uh, go Jets go.